Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Well, thank you all very much for being here. Um, as, as has been widely reported on May 20th at about 7 o'clock in the evening, Freddie Dizan was at work when a man walked into his place of employment and shot and killed him. Uh, we're here today to announce that charges have been filed against Jorge Suarez, uh, accusing him of murder in the second degree. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dizon was 32 years old, and our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, his family and his loved ones. What was so disturbing about this particular murder, and there have been, I think, 41 in the city of Buffalo this year, is where it happened, the Anchor Bar, during the dinner hour. And the public was alarmed, but the uh, public was never in danger. Uh, the Anchor Bar, of course, is an iconic place known around the country, if not the world, as a identity, uh, a symbol of identification with Buffalo. And I am so pleased to report that the Buffalo Police Homicide Squad has been working around the clock since this happened. Um, you know, with me today is our Chief of Detectives, Dennis Richards, um, uh, Jim Casca, Detective Brendan, uh, Pardon? Kiefer. Brendan Kiefer, and Detective Carol Lundin, who have been assigned to this case. It's also been widely reported is that Mr. Suarez has been uh, in custody on an unrelated matter um, since, since this happened and so has not posed a danger to the public uh, during this time. Now, of course, um, he has been charged. The complaint was filed uh, just about an hour ago or, uh, this afternoon in Buffalo City Court. Uh, the next proceeding is for him to be arraigned on the complaint, but we are going to be moving forward and presenting the matter to an Erie County Grand Jury for its consideration. Uh, the prosecutor assigned to uh, that matter is to my left, um, and you all know uh, Mr. Farrelletto. Um, so, you know, uh, with that, if there are any questions. Could you talk a little bit about the uh, length of this investigation? Here we are in September and, and this uh, happened in May. Exactly. And, and you know, I was talking to the, the chief uh, just a few minutes ago. If, if, if we could have had this announcement back on May 20th, we absolutely would have. Uh, but some investigations take longer than others. Uh, he was not apprehended at the scene. And so we had to, or I should say these detectives had to piece together all of the circumstantial and direct evidence linking him to the crime. And some of that includes scientific tests, some of it includes electronic information. It include, there were a lot of people in the establishment who talked to a lot of witnesses to see who could uh, provide any information. And so this investigation took time. Sometimes the suspect is apprehended at the scene or fleeing the scene, and those obviously take a lot less time. But again, uh, with all cases, but especially murder cases, you really you get one shot. You, know, you get you get one swing at the bat, and so uh, our, we're very lucky to have so, such skilled detectives in the homicide squad who know what it takes to close a case, and they weren't going to stop until they did. It's a benefit, too, in terms of safety, that this person was locked up the entire yes. time on a separate charge, but that allowed uh, 
investigators to probably take their time or at least be more thorough in terms of that? You know, absolutely, and I know that there has been, uh, let's face it, the commissioner has been interested in this case since the, and, uh, I give Commissioner Durenda um, all the credit for giving the resources to the Homicide Squad because he, of course, recognizes, you know, the, the effect on the public. My God, if there's a, a murder in the Anchor Bar, hundreds of people go through there every Friday and Saturday, and the public needs to be reassured that we don't have an Anchor Bar shooter on the loose. So, of course, they've been working on this to clear it as soon as they could. Today is the day we're announcing that there has been charges filed. Um, and again, it was, again, fortuitous uh, for public safety that, you know, Mr. Suarez uh, was um, in a position where he wasn't going to hurt anybody between um, there since then. So your primary opponent's campaign called our newsroom moments ago and accused you of interjecting politics into this, saying it can be no coincidence that a day before the primary you're announcing this charge. How do you respond? Uh, I didn't file the charge. Um, I think Detective Lundin filed the charge this afternoon. This Detective Casker filed, filed the charge. Uh, so I didn't do it. Um, I wish, again, if I could have had this uh, announcement or if the Buffalo Police could have had this announcement back in May, I think the public would have uh, been a lot more satisfied. We all would wish we could have done that, but it's just the way it works. Some investigations uh, take longer than others. And we're glad that uh, to report that there are charges filed. The case will be presented to a grand jury, and we're moving forward. So just a coincidence that this basically happened before, the day before the crime. Exactly. Again, the uh, Buffalo police are not uh, working for me. They work for the citizens of the city of Buffalo. Is there an update on a getaway driver? The investigations are never closed. The Department of Corrections says that Mr. Suarez's uh, parole violation was um, in relation to possible drug use. Can you elaborate on what it was that allowed police to take him into custody shortly after this? No, it was a parole who took him into custody, and I can't uh, elaborate on it any further than what they can tell you. So their, their public information officer can provide you what, um, what, what he can, uh, but I can't. The other gentleman implicated in this case, Gregory Ramos, is accused uh, or at least alleged to have been the getaway driver. What is the update uh, on the investigation and charges? The investigations, uh, investigations are never um, complete until after the trial, and so if there's an update, we'll provide it. Chief Richards, are you able to elaborate at all on um, the police work that has happened over the past several months that, that leads us to today? Um, not really. I don't want to uh, harm the case in any way as far as uh, the prosecution goes. What I can say is, is just reiterate that there's an awful lot of information that comes to the attention of the police in any homicide investigation. Ear witnesses, eyewitnesses, uh, cameras, video, any number of, uh, of, of uh, things that come to our attention that have to be uh, vetted out, the information. In this particular case, again, it took uh, some four months to, to reach this conclusion of an arrest. Uh, just last week, we announced an arrest, a cold case homicide arrest from the 80s, which a World War I veteran was uh, attacked in, in his home on Hastings Avenue. And it took every bit, what, what I suppose what we really want to reiterate to the public is uh, every single homicide case matters to the Buffalo Police Department. The men and women of the homicide squad do not rest, quite literally until these cases are brought to justice. And uh, it, whether it takes 40 years or four months or four hours.
Uh, we do what we can do to the best of our abilities and with the full cooperation of the District Attorney's Office, the Chief of uh, the Homicide Bureau, Colleen Curtin Gable, I'm sure would like to say a few words. And uh, that's, that's it. So I'm not going to tell you specifics of this investigation. Uh, we don't want to harm the case itself. Dennis, I see that uh, another uh, arrest is made in another murder case uh, from earlier this month. Uh, Marco Sweat would be who you're referring to from, uh, from Friday to Friday. And in one week's time, the homicide squad was able to bring to a successful conclusion the arrest of Marco Sweat and the homicide of Charles Wyatt that occurred on East Elevin Avenue last Friday. Uh, so that's an example of a, a case that's uh, reported, solved within one week's time because of the great, great, great cooperation of the public that came forward. Again, eyewitnesses, ear witnesses, all various amounts of evidence that we can use to present. And when we're confident that we have a case, we confer with the district attorney's office and we move forward. Dennis, uh, I, I know you, you don't want to um, jeopardize the Anchor Bar case, but can you elaborate as to how cooperative the public was in uh, getting to, to this day with the charges? As far as the public goes, uh, I think the, the case was highly publicized, obviously, and as the district attorney mentioned, it's a, the location of the shooting was a, a public icon, a worldwide icon for uh, the birthplace of the, of the chicken wing. So uh, those people who were present were certainly uh, instrumental in coming forward, giving us information, giving descriptions, etc. But again, an awful lot of work needed to be done within the past four months to bring the, the case to a conclusion. To, to kind of follow up on Mike, what Mike was saying, did that make it easier uh, in terms of that investigation to have that many witnesses who were basically just having dinner? I mean, you had a lot of eyes on that on that particular scene. Sure. Um, sometimes there's confusion, of course. Sometimes uh, I think the old scenario that we often teach in, in police academy classes is bank robberies. Uh, sometimes descriptions vary depending on who saw what, when, etc. But uh, at the end of the day, we certainly had an awful lot of cooperation from uh, the people who were present at the time. How unique was this case in that you had a, a prime suspect from the beginning already in custody? And how does that change the investigation moving forward, knowing that you didn't have to rush to get a dangerous person off the streets? I think there's no secret that uh, it's quite popular, the expression, the first 48 meaning the first 48 hours of any homicide investigation usually uh, gives a, a case some some place to be steered, some direction. Uh, in cold cases, often uh, the person who's, who's the prime suspect is named early on in the investigation. But again, each case is independent. Each case brings its own merits, its own uh, assets of, uh, of uh, evidence that we can use or, or hold on to or re-interview people. Some people use the, uh, the system to, uh, in, their own, in their own way, so uh, each case is unique. Sir, did you talk about, uh, or can you talk about why this happened? I'm not going to, no. We're not going to, I'm not, we don't want to elaborate on that. We have an idea, but motive is not an element that we have to prove is, uh, so I, I, at this point, um, we're not going to comment on a motive, but our theory of motive will be brought in public during the trial. And so I'd like to, uh, again, say something that I've said to you many times. Uh, just again, I ask the public that your cooperation with the police is so important to helping uh, the, the police department, the detectives, solve these crimes. And I really ask, again, that if you know something or you've heard something, share that information. Uh, with the detectives because again there's uh, 
we have so much frustration that we know people who know information or have information uh, but won't cooperate. Um, and so many more cases could be closed, could be solved uh, if we would just have some witnesses willing uh, to tell us what they know. And uh, um, again, so this is uh, you know the, the second case, Mr. Sweet. Again, we had uh, witness cooperation, which um, which really helped move that that case along faster. Um, and again, every case is different. Uh, but again, the reason you know you, you mentioned the were we or was the police. Um, had a, uh, did they feel relieved because they knew that their suspect was behind bars? Uh, ordinarily, yes, but again, in this particular case, there's been so much pressure on them to close it, to, to solve it, and tell the people that, hey, we, we're charging somebody, that they've been working on this nonstop with, uh, as if he were still on the loose, frankly, as if he were still out there. Uh, because it was so important to them to uh, you know, file charges and bring it to us so we could present it to the grand jury, which is what they did today. Is uh, Mr. Suarez implicated in any other killings locally? He's charged today with uh, the one crime, um, and I can't uh, stand here and accuse him of anything else. And again, as I said earlier, he's, uh, he's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law, and it's going to go through the Erie County Grand Jury, and we'll, uh, he'll, he's entitled to his day in court, and we look forward to that. There has previously been reported uh, a rift between Buffalo homicide detectives and this district attorney's office. How would you describe that relationship today? Uh, the same way I've described it since I took over in January. It's very, very good. I mean, you can see who's standing to my right. Um, I've known the three detectives here since, well, since, well, for Brendan, since you started, and for the other two since I started 20 some years ago. Um, and I'll let the chief answer that question. <laughs> Who am I to speak for him? Well, <laughs> I'll speak for myself. Uh, we've got a terrific working relationship with the district attorney's office. Uh, not to correct the district attorney, but I believe we have 37 homicide investigations this year to date, 37. Um, well, some of them are for other towns. I'm I heard sorry. 41, oh, I'm so sorry. 41 for the county, but 37 in the city of Buffalo. If I could just reiterate and his message to the public to please, please, please come forward, 847-2255. That's our anonymous tip call number, T-I-P-C-A-L-L. -L. You can text and you can call. Um, I think the police department has made inroads in the, in the community, as you have widely reported as the media. Uh, many shootings are gang-related, drug-related, and, and very difficult to solve. But again, this proves that not all cases are unsolvable. Uh, we've got solvability in six of those 37 cases, and we're, again, we're not going to stop. The homicide detectives, the men and women of the Buffalo Police Homicide Squad are not going to arrest until each and every one of those is investigated fully and arrests made when, whenever able. Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Commissioner Chief. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Commissioner. Thank Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. I forgot when you came on, Carl. So, what year? Uh, 17 years ago. Oh, so I was already here. Okay. I remember when Brendan was, was just a kid. I remember when Brendan was just a Boy Scout. Yeah. It's junior firefighter. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 